You are listening to the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Seven and a half minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show, and we are so thankful that you are with us. Uh, it is just, uh, I mean, it's skeleton crew today, baby. Speedy and Adler, that's it. Uh, that, that, that's uh, that's Team Rick and Bubba. Speedy, with help from Bubba and Adler, got through the kickoff hour. Greg uh, still home dealing with a sick house. Uh, Coach Helms is taking uh, the lady. Uh, Gamecocks to some sort of tennis somewhere in Eastern Kentucky. Uh, so uh, here we are, uh, but we'll get her done, and we look forward to seeing all of you that are coming in the golden ticket seats. Do apologize uh, when you book these seats. It's almost like a, you know, a pro wrestling card. It is subject to change, uh, and uh, I know that you probably got these tickets, and I understand you probably would want to meet the entire show, and that makes perfect sense. Uh, but unfortunately, there are sometimes things that we are unable to control. So uh, we hope uh, that the four of us can be enough for you to still have an excellent experience today. And I think we will take the skeleton crew and still do uh, the wonderful Will of Meat. Speedy and Adler both seem to think that's possible. So so we will try to do that today and let those who desire in the golden ticket seats, if, if time allows, uh, to uh, to spend the will of meat for you today, so that'll happen. Uh, we'll we'll tell you about a new Rick and Bubba University the podcast coming up this weekend. Uh, we have a, a lots of stories to cover on the program today from around the world, uh, inside our lives uh, and uh, and our interactions with uh, with the world. All that happening today, but we're missing one, even though he's already been here, but he's back again. The silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters man of the year. The inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the King's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Baba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere. Welcome into the little party we call Rick and Bubba. Well, I am washed by the water singing. Well, that's a good one right there. Need to breathe. Need to breathe. Need to breathe. Uh, Bubba, how do? Rick, doing well. Glad to be here. And uh, thank you and thanks, Speedy, for uh, getting that uh, kickoff hour going. And, yep. Speedy, I apologize. I was here. I think during one segment, I actually went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I started mm. dreaming I was listening to the radio right, there for yeah. a minute. Did but, you? Um, so, you and I have gone back and forth on this before. We're a little bit different. And I <clears throat> recently have tried a different way. And, of course, I've come to the same conclusion. <laughs> That the idea with what we do and the time that we do it, that if you'll get there earlier, you'll get warmed up. Yeah. yeah. I have found that's not the case. Uh, If I get Uh, her earlier, I just wind down. You know, (laughs) I'm better to come on in, 
Let's mm. get on the air as quick as we can, and and then let's roll. Yeah, you know, I've tried that. I yeah. guess we're just, you know, that we're just kind of different in our approach. I need about an hour to get figure out who I am, and yeah. you know, get up to speed and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I I think I could use the extra hour to sleep for sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, we may try that again, but always. Yeah end up falling back into that i need about an hour on the ground before we start well i guess that's what i'm asking it, you know in you, the, in the, the list it's a little short yeah. too when i'm not here to yeah. kind of do that well usually you come in here i mean show prepped and ready to go but, and we all know that but yep, yep. but the uh the um but well, at least three or four things but, but sitting over there in the two seat just going in here and sitting around the console do you feel like someone who's been in pregame and i'm loose now or do you did it help any? I mean, uh, you know, is that different I, than going sitting in the office? I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. The the, the office is a better setup. Okay, that's yeah, what I thought I, it would be. Yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to you know kind of get my thoughts together. Right, right. So as opposed to being out here performing. Well, what we told Speedy today, Adler came in. You did too, and you sat down. I was here uh, about by segment two of the kickoff hour, but. It's almost like we almost gave the speedy the hey we're here if you need us moral moral support right yeah. uh, I don't know what we're gonna really do you know that is you know rubber meets the road but but right. we just know we're here man yeah right. I mean that's right yeah, wasn't that kind of how it felt yeah 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 here. yeah yeah and the kickoff hour is always a splintered version of the main show so we kind of. Sure. We kind of get to uh, top of the hour and and uh, in our own little way. But, sure. Uh, thank you, Bubba, for for sacrificing and coming in. Adler, right. thank you for being here, Bud. Uh, and Rig, you were here, like you said, in a supportive role. I'm here if you need me. I got coffee going. I'm I'm rolling. Yep. Let's do this. Um, up to about maybe three p.m. local time yesterday. Terry was still throwing uh, the idea up that she might come in and help host an hour with me. Yeah. But then reality hit. Uh, and life uh, started talking to her, and uh, this just it just wasn't possible. But she does want. She said, "If this ever happens again, sure. I'm in." Well, uh, the classic, "I'll do it." You know, I, at I some know. point. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. You know, trying to be there and do, you know, certain things. It sounds so good. Yeah. The day before. Right. Uh, but then when when all of a sudden it's pitch black and clocks are, are going off and you're like oh yeah. so we're going now yeah you know it, it just it's, hey when it, I started it, breaking it, it, down it, it, the day to her I said I, I know it sounds it sounds fun but can just so you know what you're dealing it's with dark um, you're probably gonna wake up earlier than I would uh, but it's a three something wake up. Um, it's a drive-in, and and you're not just going to hang out. I mean, you're going to be on TV, so I know you. You're going, to, boy. We got to shower oh, up. Right. We got to oh, get our right. hair done. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We got to get that. all that going. Oh and yeah. I'm, and so then you're you're there. Yeah. Uh, yep. And it's early. Yep. It's real early. Yeah. And then after one hour, it's six a.m. Central Time, and you're done. Right. And but you're clear thirty minutes from the house. Right. Uh, and that's just. I want you to know. I'd love to have you, but that's mm-hmm. what you're dealing with. I didn't want you to have. Like any kind of warped, you know, idea of what really would would take place, and then yeah. you look at me and go, "Why didn't you tell me?" You yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I just want you to know. Yeah, 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 I always, I'm that way, aren't y'all? I want yeah. to know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Be very, very specific about yeah. it. Yeah. So then when I get there, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what they told me." Hey, I would love to have you, but let's just, I just want you to, yeah. let's do some real talk here. Yeah. Sixteen minutes past the hour, we'll be back. We do have much to unpack today on the on the program, and we'll jump right into it when the Rick and Bubba show continues. Right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. 
We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. A lot on the program. And uh, it goes back to, you know, sometimes uh, we even had a conversation last week about some of the guys openly admitted uh, that due to their schedules at some times in their life, they found themselves pulled into a soap opera. Yeah. Uh, They're not proud of it. uh, Didn't think it would happen. Uh, you know, didn't think it would happen, but it did. You know, that, that kind of thing. And so we all know this. We all know this. And for you single guys out there, if you ever decide to get married, <laughs> you'll notice that when you get married, there's, you know, you're then assigned different accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an account that is still your manhood. You, this is who you were before you knew them. <laughs> uh, you, you do the things you want to do. It, it's your man account. Right. Uh, there's that you might even be fortunate enough to have a, a place in your home or something that you you can sort of still call yours, <laughs> because really once you get married you live in their house. We've mm-hmm. talked about that, and when it comes down to movies you want to watch, programming, every now and then if you can get them interested, they might want to watch something that you're into. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. but a lot of times, you just say right now. I'm watching this simply because they like it and they want me to be with them and they're not good with me branching off and going to another TV somewhere or doing my own thing or right. leaving or what they want they want us to be together mm-hmm. and we're gonna watch and it's sweet and everybody gets out to throw blankets and <laughs> you know we snuggle and, and, and all that and, and, it, and it's great it, it's great and, and you try to tell yourself I'm just doing this for them I, I don't care anything about this right you know what I mean getting through it and so, and it's so hard to find anything to watch that you know that you would would stand before God and go, I'm, I'm sure you were good with that. You know, there's just <laughs> oh, so yeah. much. There's it so is. little of that out there, <laughs> right? And uh, and you're not going to find anything that there's not at least something. Even if there's nothing, you know, that is um, raunchy, there'll still be some storyline that you're yeah. like, oh, here we got to yeah. have that again. Right. You know, you know, you Why know, is that you, in there? You're right, sure. But anyway, for for the most part, but this is what I, and I don't know, this is the part that, that and, and Sherry was laughing at me yesterday, and of course I've been denying it, okay, I've been denying that it happened. She goes, I'm telling you, it happened, okay? <laughs> She's gotten in, you know, she loves these period pieces, things, you know, about these different, yeah, if, there, if oh, there's, yeah. I think you said Betty's the same way, Bubba, oh, I don't yeah. know if Terry's this, or mm-hmm. you know, where Aaron is on this, but if there's a show where women are in really big dresses and big oh. hats, Mm-hmm. And they've and they've and, and they're walking around with an umbrella. My mm-hmm. wife wants to watch it. Yep. I I don't know what it is. Yep. I, I don't and so there there's something um and it's called um I don't I can't think what it's called. Uh, are you acting like you don't know? No, I am okay. gonna get it, but I don't I don't think I'm pronouncing it right. 
What it is is you remember when that that Downton Abbey thing became big yeah. uh-huh. until they started going down roads. You're like, why is this in here? Yeah. But, but most of it was not that. This is like the American version of that. Like like wealthy people that are in America. Okay, is it the Gilded Age? That's it. Okay, my but, wife's all about it. Okay, so you're in this. Yes. Well, let me tell you. Sherry says this happened. I don't think it did. The Gilded. The Gilded. Yeah. What? Look, it's guys. It's the it, Gilded Age. I would love to say we have no interest in it, but Sherry claims I do. Okay. Because <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting there. It's, it's nothing you would want to watch. Okay, I'm, I'm right. not talking. It's not raunchy or anything like right. that. I'm just talking about you wouldn't have any interest in it. Right. Okay. It seems just like women standing around. Yeah. It, well, because it, <laughs> it is. But anyway, no, no. This is the part, and it's all about these society women trying to outdo each other on on having their place in society. You know, like oh. you you didn't receive me, so you shame me, so I won't receive you at my house. That kind of stuff. Okay. Yes. And so anyway, apparently. There was some narrative in one of these episodes where the opera house there in New York, there were no boxes available, and it was shameful not to have a box. And then the, the, what now is the Metropolitan, Metropolitan Opera House mm. was starting, and they're trying to get some of these new wealthy people to support that, and, and that's mm. bad form to be over there because we've always been with this one or whatever. Right. right. And there was the, the, you know, something that really would draw you in. The heart of this episode apparently was that this new person on the scene that's trying to be the dominant social person doesn't have box seats at the opera, and she wants them. Oh my! And you know how, oh, wow. you, and you know how how tense that can oh, be. Yeah, oh, yeah. we gotta do something yeah. about that. Now Sherry's claiming this. I don't think it happened. <laughs> so, I, of course, y'all know what happened. What we do, I, especially with it being so cold where we live. Once I sit down now and get warm, yeah. I'm gone. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, I, I don't think I don't, I don't think I've survived one of these episodes no. and, and no. stayed awake through no. any of it. But I'm there with her, and uh-huh. and we're doing what she likes, as Blake Shelton that right. once sang. And um, so anyway, so. Here's what she claims. I mean, she sees me after work yesterday, and she's laughing. She goes, by the way, I, I laughed real hard at you. I said, huh. what are you talking about? She goes, you don't remember what you said to me when we finally did go to bed and we we're about to go to sleep? I said, no. She goes, well, you were out of it. I'll give you that. She goes, you don't know what you said? And I said, no, I don't know what I said. Guys, I hope I didn't say that. Oh, no. She said, she looks over, she goes, your eyes are barely open. And she goes, you're getting your pillow underneath, and you said, she ever get them opera seats? <laughs> yeah, like, like that. And she goes, you, you want to know if she ever got her seat? And I, and I said, no, I, 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 said, I didn't say that. I, you, you were worried about it. I said, I wasn't worried you about it. You wanted an update. You wanted an update. She said, you want to update. And you, you want, you, How did it end? Like, <laughs> you think the man's going to make it? And, 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 and so, did she see the show? <laughs> she's, she's like, you said that. I said, I, ain't no way I said that. I said, if I said that, that was in a dream sequence. I said, Dang, I don't care whether she got those seats or not. Did she get things going to bed? I didn't even know. <laughs> right, I right. didn't even know. I don't yeah. even know about that. I don't care about it, but it, did she? It looks, I mean, somebody's going to have to give up their seats, though, right? I mean, reputations you, you, are on the line. Can't we have yeah. two opera houses in New York? I mean, it's a big city. <laughs> uh, but, but so I, she, Sherry claims I was trying to get an update as oh, I was going to Rick. sleep. Does this happen to y'all right. sometimes where you find yourself going, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, what's the, what's the one I still owe you, y'all? It was another, I think, PBS one. It's uh, started with the the letter D. Downton Abbey. No, it was um, another one. Yes, and it know. was an older show, and y'all y'all presented it. As, right. You know, as oh, wait, my wife oh, no. sent it. Terry heard about it, and yeah. and I we she she left me. She yeah. was like, I'm I'm in. Yeah. 
Oh, and, I know. Uh, so I would come and go, and then I would find, you know, I might be in the kitchen or something. I'd look over and go, I wonder what happened. Right, yeah. You know, but I was too scared but, to ask. But think about but it, you guys. You apparently if, aren't. If there was an interesting topic, am I really concerned about whether this socialite gets her opera <laughs> right. Am right. I really asking about this? <laughs> Appearances <laughs> must be made. Right, right. <laughs> she said it was so funny. You were so, so sleepy voice, too. She said it was sleepy voice. <laughs> she, she just wanted to know before you went to sleep. Hey, right? hey baby. You know, I get them opera sleep. I try to watch some of those, and Betty likes a lot of them with the old. You know the British. Oh, of course. Oh, that's whatever. even better. Somebody's got an and, accent and has that dress on. That's even bigger. And they've got that accent, and it's so heavy. I can't even tell can't what they're saying. Can't understand a word they're saying. And, no. and it, you know, I'm just like, surely there's something else we can watch. So I don't care about what's going on with this. But did she get the seats? I don't know. <laughs> I must know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that if I were her, I think she just needed to shift the whole bunch over to the Met and start her new thing, her own thing. <laughs> Okay. Start over. We can. Hey, we can have two off. We can have two opera houses in New York, can't we? Yeah, it's a big place, <laughs> huh? It's a big place. <laughs> Tell you one thing: her husband's underestimating the union too. He better get a handle on that. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. So we're talking about Scott Dawson, and um, and it will tie into this historic day in Rick and Bubba history. We'll get there because <laughs> this exact same conference was going on. So mm. I'm talking to, to Scott Dawson, and the Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association has been around for 30 years, I yeah, think. at least. Something like this. Well, the entire time they've had this, uh, this ministry, they've been with the same bank, one of these big corporate banks, mm-hmm. okay? Now, even before that, when uh, the first checking account Scott said he ever had in 1972 was also with this bank. He's been with them that long. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we all know that the world of large corporate banks, it—, it it, it really, there's a lot changed. It, it's not, uh, it's not a great experience. Uh, I, I tend to uh, lean more to the the independent banks now. They're very, very difficult to deal with, and and this is a perfect example of what happened. Now, some of you may not understand, you don't, may not know that much about this ministry, but it's a very large ministry. And when they do, like, say, this is their biggest youth conference, we're talking thirteen thousand. Okay. Yeah. We're we're not talking small numbers. Okay. So when that's going on, the the ministry's account, even though it's a five hundred one c three, it's got its uh, you know its ID number from the federal government and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know that means you've got hotel reservations happening. Oh yeah. You've got oh. the your, your the transportation co- transportation. There, there's there's so much money production com- coming in and uh-huh. going out for like you said for staging for oh, yeah. for artists for speakers. A lot of moving parts. You know, I mean, now keep in mind we're talking about numbers that would be in 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 the tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people. Okay. Now don't forget they just had a smaller conference which was still. Around ten thousand or somewhere eight thousand, maybe something like that. They just had that in December, so all this is going, and then this thing with the building and all this stuff going on. A lot and, of moving parts. A lot yes. of moving parts. Yep. So many. So big parts. So yeah. d- then we get winter mm-hmm. weather for everybody trying to leave the conference and get back to the office. Okay. So all of a sudden they get word that their account with this bank they've been with for decades is frozen and they cannot access anything. Uh Oh, and, and they're like, well, <laughs> that's, what, that's fun. And what, well, think about it. Just like, <laughs> just like our, you know, I know they're nonprofit, but picture it being your company. It means your company is shut down. It can't function. Mm-hmm. It can't pay bills. It can't pay people. It can't do anything. Okay. 
And, and and then you got all these hotels going, we need to be paid now. Oh, You've got no. all these artists saying, we need to be paid. you got stage people saying, we need to be paid. you got you got all this going on, and you can't move. And so he, they're trying to – at first they thought they maybe got hacked or something, right, you yeah. know, which could happen. And and then you can't you can't you can't discard the times we're living in. If you happen to be a ministry, you know you could be targeted, yeah, you know, or discriminated against in some way or whatever. But but anyway, so come to find out, after everything they went through, now it just shut everything down. Okay, that this all came from somebody at one of the local branches that was going through some sort of protocol and noticed that Scott, who's only one of many people. They can write checks on the account. That's crucial. That they can't find his social security card that they usually have on file. Is it that or a signature? Well, I asked him again. He keeps saying social security card. So I asked him to clarify that. And so he says to verify the account. And he goes, but here's the thing. I'm only one of multiple people that can write checks in the ministry. If you couldn't find what has been on file for decades, for whatever reason, <laughs> just take me off as a person writing checks. I don't hardly ever write a check anyway. Mm-hmm. But let our let our ministry continue to function. Why are you shutting the whole thing down? You could have just said, well, he can't write checks right now until we find that. Okay. Still got the federal number. Still got the other people in good standing that can write sure. checks. They froze everything, shut it down took every amount of money in there, put it on a cashier's check, and put it in the mail. What? And, and, I mean, they just said They took everything out of the account? <laughs> he's like, do y'all realize that y'all have hundreds of thousands on a check floating in the U.S. mail that, <laughs> that, that our whole ministry will, will cease to exist if this is lost what? or someone gets it? Oh. Who does that? They put it in the mail. And and so Did, were they contacted? Now Did keep somebody in my, call them and don't, say, "Hey, don't, we got an issue." Don't forget, coming off a holiday weekend, so the mail's not even running. No, and okay. you got weather. and you got snow yeah. and all this. And so he goes thinking, "Well, surely we've been hacked." And you know, it's trying not to. And somebody struts out of their offices. By golly, I froze it. I shut it down. <laughs> and he's like, "Do you realize what you just did?" And uh, and and uh, well, we couldn't find that card. He's like, "Well, then just take me off." As a check writer, I don't even write checks anyway, except on the rarest of occasion. But there's no reason we could, shouldn't have. How long have we been with y'all? And uh, and so there. It's not like he just opened the account. He's been with them for decades. They so they uh, they're uh, they're in a bind. So they're 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 trying to shift to, to a, another uh, independent bank. And you know, of course, we understand that we did the same thing, but. Um, I, I don't know. Some of these big corporate banks, they they just gonna have to get their act together. I, I I don't understand some of the things they do, and some of the. It's almost like they just don't give a rip. I mean, it's like, and he was like, well, and he basically just, I said, like, you just shut my whole. What are we doing? And I just picture picture Dawson's face. Oh yeah, so that's the protocol. I I don't find something, so I take everything out and mail you a check. Ah. That just seems very, very strange. That is yeah. so uh, very it, strange. It, it was very, very strange. But, but I will agree. I, <laughs> I've had uh, I had an experience uh, not too long ago. I didn't. I don't even think I told it on the air. And I might when we come back. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you about trying to get something notarized? Did I tell you about no, that on the air? No, I don't think you did, Rick. Oh uh, my gosh. No. Look, I, the these banks are they exist. Stockholders have to make a profit. I got that. But yeah. You know, and and they advertise and they talk about how they you know connect with everybody, yeah. but uh, no, no, doesn't happen. No, and no, uh, no. there's some good people working there. I know, but uh, 
you know, they've trimmed these budgets so much. I know. And, I know. and the people who Certainly they do, they're still good people. Who they wow. do hire, some of them yeah. uh, honestly just don't know what they're doing. Well, here's another thing. He and, said, he, uh, here's they another, have no skills. Well, here's okay. another. He said at this particular bank, we don't just have one account, we have mm. multiple. He goes, they didn't even just move it into one of the other accounts. Yeah. They literally shut it down, cut a check, and put it in the mail. What? Uh, guys, we're not talking about a small check either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and well, I, I know a guy too, Rick, that got fed up with some of that and moved, and he had several accounts, moved several of them over a period of a couple of days, and it was well over a million dollars total. Yeah. Didn't even get a phone call. Is this something wrong? Unbelievable. I mean, you think you'd at least get a uh, a comment card or an email, hey, have we done something to make you mad? You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're trying to work through it. It's of course, weird. they're, they're going to do what a lot of us. All, all, all these big banks are doing now is they're they're making life easy on the independent banks because they're becoming more valuable. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So when you have these big markers in Rick and Bubba history, and believe it or not, it, it does tie to our ongoing relationship with the Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association, uh, and uh, it was 16 years ago today, uh, on January the 19th, uh, I was with Scott Dawson in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. They just had that uh, that same exact youth conference this past weekend, as we just mentioned. It's always on the weekend of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, holiday uh, on this particular year in, in uh, 2008. It was the weekend of the uh, 18th. 19th, uh, 2021. Uh, and so, uh, I was there, I was speaking and, uh, while I was away, uh, Sherry and I, our youngest son, William Bronner Burgess, uh, he, uh, he stepped out of this world into the presence of the Lord. Uh, and, uh, and we have uh, two and a half years old. You know, one of the things that, that we do know, it, it was 16 years ago, if y'all can believe that, but I know. Mm, what wow. we do know is, you know, we, we, what we cling to in scripture and, you know, we a lot of times, and we've talked about this over the years, but today I was trying to think, and I was praying about it, and Sherry and I were talking, I was like, you know, I don't even know. Sometimes we talk about it. Sometimes it happens while we're over the weekend, and we and we might mention it. We might not. We, we, we You know, every year is different. And I said, you know, I, I certainly need, the thing I kept thinking about was today was how many of you that have joined the family over the last 16 years that you may not have heard some of the things that we've said. You may not have heard some of the things uh, that we took away. You may have not been somewhere to hear Sherry speak. You may not have been somewhere uh, to hear me speak on this. You may not have read Sherry's book. You may not have seen the memorial service. And so we, we've made those things available to you in show notes today at rickandbubba.com. You can go back and watch the memorial service. Uh, I don't think any of us ever forget what God did that day. It was a supernatural it wasn't what any of us expected. Uh, and then Sherry's book, uh, the, the just tens of thousands of people uh, that have stopped me, you know, sent us emails and letters and stuff over the years saying, thank you for writing this book. You know, because uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we it's, it's established a whole nother ministry for us ministering to to parents who bury their children. It, it is um, it is a daunting thing. No one likes to think about it. Nobody wants it to happen. I I didn't like thinking about it when I saw it happen to other people before it happened to us. I, I remember one vividly in my mind watching a a family down front at our church uh, when it happened to them and thinking, man, uh, you know, how's that family going to get through that? And 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 the and the and the answer to that is that you can't. You you have to lean on something else. Uh, and if you don't have that, then then I I don't that that's what concerns me. If if you're out there today and you don't have that, what what if you don't have that hope? What what if you don't know that? 
you know, it's one of the things I did put out on um, on Instagram today is, you know, because we just finished Wednesday in the in the Wednesday Bible study, the Apostle Paul saying, I'm, we implore you to reconcile yourself to God. We implore you uh, to repent of your sin. We, we implore you. Look, God has made a way. We implore you to take it and his passion in that. And that's kind of where we come from. You know, everything, everything changed. There's my life before January the 19th, 2008, and there's my life now. I will say this, and and I know that it may be difficult for some of you to understand. I prefer my life now. Hmm. Uh, it, I'm, I'm actually I'm 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 thankful for how God used Bronner in what was a very short life on Earth by my standards. Uh, by God's standard, it was complete and perfect, and He confirmed that over and over again. If you don't believe that, just read Psalms one thirty nine, thirteen through sixteen. And, you know, one of those moments I told you about over the years, I remember I was coaching a, a Little League baseball game with, uh, I can't remember which one it was. That might have been Brody. And uh, and he was little, little fella, because, you know, Brody was six and Brooks was eight. Uh, and Brandy and Blake, they were teenagers, junior and senior in high school uh, when this happened. And so we were trying to, you know, how does Blake get through his senior football season? And, you know, Brandy's about to go off to college and, uh, then you got, you know, Brooks and Brody still in Little League. And, you know, how do you do these things now? And and I remember I was coaching third base and uh, and Brody came around third and he stopped. And I looked on the back of his jersey and I, and I saw he was, you know, six years old. And I saw on the back of his jersey, he might have been in between six and seven, then Burgess. And I remember thinking how cool that was. Every dad loves that. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember for a moment, I just said in my spirit, I'm, I'm never going to see Bronner play Little League. Hmm. And but God corrected me so quickly in my spirit. He was never going to play the little league. That was never my plan. You you didn't miss this because it was never going to happen. Okay, that was never my plan. Yeah. I knew the number of his days when I wove him together in Sherry's womb. I knew every one of them and the number of them. That's exactly what Scripture says before he was ever born. So you cling to that. And and one of the things that I I do want to challenge, you know. Some of us out there that maybe you're like, well, I, I think I've, I, I, I don't doubt that I'm justified. But what I want to know is, are you being sanctified? Are, are you growing up spiritually? Where is this in your life? Because I will tell you, for me, uh, I was justified in '96, and you know, in in '99, you know that that's when it kind of turned for me. Sherry was the spiritual leader of our home, no question about that. She was, she knew the Bible. I didn't know it very well. I was, I was, you know, I was coming along, but I, I you know, I, it wasn't, it wasn't as priority to me as it was to her. I hadn't had that yet. And I use all the excuses about, it. I don't like to read. I don't like to study all that garbage that men say. And uh, I was bigger, as big a fin, offender of that as anybody. Of course, then I realized as you've heard me say on the show, but I sure was an expert on everything else yeah. I deemed a value. I found <laughs> some way to be an expert on that. So probably I wasn't an expert on the Bible because I didn't love it. And I didn't deem it a value. That was probably the reason, mm-hmm. not that I didn't like to read. Probably that, because all this other stuff I was an expert on, I found some way to learn that. Suddenly, I had these great study habits. Okay, I immersed myself in that. I abided in that. I want to know everything about that. And that changed when uh, when Brooks, which we don't talk about a lot, uh, nearly died at birth in '99. And when he nearly died, and and he and he survived from uh, an abruption, an emergency C-section. I remember three years now uh, redeemed. Crying out to God, thank you for saving my son. Thank you, save my son. Thank you, save my son. And and I got back. What if he had died? Would I be any less great right now? And and there was something about that moment that I, I didn't know what was coming. There was no way to know. But that's when it changed. 
I said, you know what? What if my son dies right now? Am I ready to bathe my wife in the word of God? Do I know it well enough? Yeah. And the answer was no. So that changed. So I began to approach the word of God the way I approached everything else I loved and deemed a value. And I began to try to immerse myself in it, fall in love with it. Well, nine years later, two, two sons later, total of five kids now, I get the same situation, but I get a different outcome. And, and if you've ever read Sherry's book, and Sherry can take you from Genesis 1 to the Revelation and walk you through every bit of it. She loves the Word of God. She knows it forward and backward. If there's anybody that could say, well, I'm going to knock it out of gear because my wife doesn't need me, it would have been me. And when she wrote, when she was you know, in Children's Hospital, when our son died his earthly death, and our pastor was trying to talk to her, and our church family was trying to talk to her. Our family was trying to talk to her. Our friends were trying to talk to her. And when she said, Sherry Burgess, of all people, but they all knew the same thing. They could not be my husband. So we waited on him mm. because no one could replace him. Now, what if I'd walked into that room with her holding the lifeless body of a two-and-a-half-year-old son, and I would have said, baby, I'm sorry. You know, I don't like to read. I don't really know what the Bible says. I just, I'm sorry. I, you want me to tell you how, how, how the hunting trip went? You want me to tell you about the, the, some new lures I've got? I'm an expert on all that. You want me to tell you how my football team's going to do this year? You want me to tell you uh, what, what, you know, if I was a golfer, hey, how I did at the course? See, I'm going to think all that would have fallen a little flat right there mm-hmm. for, for my wife and for my kids. And, and, and that was a wake-up call. And, and, and it needs to be a wake-up call for all of us. I hope you don't ever face that. But I think today's the day you want to ask the question, if I was standing there and I needed to tell my family who God was in this, can I do it? Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, today is uh, we, we obviously a historic day in, in Rick and Bubba history. There was our life before today and our life after that. Uh, it's been an incredible 16 years, is the things that we've seen. Um, and the people we've talked to and, and all those people that have ministered to us have been so good to us and the opportunities that we've gotten to speak to people to, uh, uh, just, uh, there's no way I could ever properly thank everyone and the impact of, uh, of this. And it's not the only thing that we've ever been through, but it's just one that, you know, has, has, you know, it's almost like there's, there's things that and, and the scripture talks about this and Sherry talks about this quite a bit in her book is, you know, God's not silent on these kind of things in Scripture. And and the, what I would say about any difficulty that you go through, and we talk about it in the podcast a little bit this weekend too, is don't waste it. I, I can I can say from my own experience, and it's just me talking about me, okay, I, I doesn't mean it applies to you. You may have a different problem. But I can tell you the one thing that, that this did for me, because I struggle with being totally dependent on God because I'm that prideful and that arrogant and I try to do things by my own strength. Uh, and God corrected me that my problem wasn't that I wasn't strong enough. I probably had too much of that. My problem was I wasn't weak enough. And so he allowed something to happen that would be so insurmountable that I would become so inept in an ability to handle it that I would be forced to depend on him. Okay. And, and and so when, when he had to help me tie my shoes, he had to help me breathe, that's when the sanctification 
began to go into hyperdrive because I finally had become clay that was going to be molded. You know, before I had to be beat down before he could mold me because I was too I was too much leaning on my own strength, too independent, uh, and and God broke me of that. Uh, and, uh, and he corrects me anytime I forget that lesson and begin to, to drift on that. And I can find that there's no greater place to be, uh, than when God needs to help you breathe that that's when you really get in a relationship with him and pain and suffering. There's nothing quite like it. I, I wish it wasn't as effective as it is, but, uh, it's just the way we are and, and, and it is. And so you can go to show notes today. If you never saw the eulogy, it's there. If you never read Sherry's book, it's there. Uh, the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund. A lot of you have been so good to us and, and drinking the coffee and coming to see us at, at different things and, and books, buying the books and the resources and all that keeps going back in and going out to these ministries all over the world. Uh, for a little boy that only lived two and a half uh, years, boy, there has been a lot that we have seen happen from a very short life. And that'd be another challenge. Uh, I look at me, I've lived a lot longer than Bronner. I, I don't want a two and a half year old boy to have more impact for the kingdom of God than I have. And, I, and I'm not doing that to, to earn my salvation. I'm doing that as the proper response to it. Because works is not something that is going to do anything for me, but uh, it is a way to say I sure am thankful. Uh, so let's go to the phones. Uh, if you would like to join us, you can. 866-WE-BE-BIG. you got questions. you got comments. You can bring those in. Chad is in Prattville, I-92. Chad, go right ahead. Uh, hi, Rick. I just wanted to call and thank you so much for God working through you. Uh, my wife and I actually lost our daughter, uh, it was our second daughter, mm. uh, to a congenital heart defect that we didn't know about. Yeah. She died within four days of I'm being sorry, born. Buddy. Yeah. And um, we, we were just, we've been really struggling, and uh, my wife and I are... Uh, we actually got married a year ago. Her first husband passed away three weeks after their first daughter was born. Wow. And so she is just beaten down. Uh, and my dad and I got into the car and right to you talking about your child. And it was just what we needed to hear this morning. And I wanted to thank you so much. Uh, for yeah. allowing God to speak through you, yeah, you know, and God, sharing your testimony. Thank you. The, the way God and the Holy Spirit has has woven this for us, because look, you got a bunch of goodies in here, okay, <laughs> and and it's almost like He prompts us when it's the time, when it's not. You know, we try to we try to pay attention to that. I want to say to you, Chad, and I, it sounds like you're already there, and I'm glad you brought this up because it's one more message that yeah, I've been sharing for years. But I think, well, there's no bigger audience than I have than when I'm actually on this show. And I'll try to be a good steward that this isn't all we do because I know then it wouldn't be as effective. But I try to balance it right. But I would say to all of you out there that you're, you, you've you been through this and, and, it, and, it, and it's helped so many people. And God has prompted me to start here, especially with the daddies. You know, when your child dies an earthly death before you, it just kind of shakes you because you didn't think it's supposed to work like that. But but if I could motivate, especially, I think I, I think it helps with mamas too, but it really seems to help with dads. You may not be ready to say, I'm going to glorify God in this. It may not be the first thought, okay? It, it, that may take some time, okay? But i tell you what you could be motivated by, if you're, especially if you're a person of faith or not. Don't let your child's legacy be that it turns you to evil. Don't let that be your kid's yeah. legacy. 
Don't don't let you. I mean, here's your child going. Well, my goodness, look at my mom and look at my daddy. Uh, when I died my earthly death, they turned away from God or they went wicked and uh, they broke up and yeah, they didn't stay destroyed together. Destroyed their marriage. They, yeah. yeah, destroyed yeah. their marriage. Destroyed their life. They went. They got. They went off on a, a tirade. See, you're, you're, a lot of times you're forgetting that. What kind of legacy do you want your child to have? And of course, Sherry and I were thought we want this to be a legacy that glorifies God. And, and we're going to need his strength and even, even to bring the glory that he is worthy of. However, don't let your child's legacy be that, that, that you turned against God and it was allowed by the adversary or by your own flesh to turn you into something that would be an embarrassment to your child. Now, I hope you can get to the point that you're doing it to glorify God. But a good place to start would be don't do a, a, a bad yeah. legacy for your child. How cool would it be for your child's legacy to be that their life and their earthly death was actually used to impact eternity? Now, that's a legacy. Which is a, a much better arrangement when you see them again one day. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you, know, we, we, and, and it was, you know, when you think about, you know, with us this time, it's a, it's a little bit different this year because of the fact that, you know, my dad, his pop, has just gone into eternity too. And we've talked a lot about that reunion and, you know, and, and all of that. So there, there's, there's just kind of almost like this weird comfort, uh, that this year, that's a little different than it. Well, well, pops there with him, you know? Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and the, and that was, a that's been an incredible thing to think about, but all this hope still comes back to that redemption. If, if we don't have the hope of that redemption, uh, then, Man, I'm just—I'm telling you, it's available to you. I—I—I I, I, I just, like the Apostle Paul says, I wish I could do it for you, but but I can't. That's going to have to be your decision. But I'm implore you to do it. Uh, let's continue. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Robin in uh, Mississippi. Robin, go ahead. Good morning. How are you doing, Rick? Good. Good. I was just going to share with you that we lost our son 20 years ago, May the 24th. He mm. was 21 years old. Mm. He died in a motorcycle accident, but we know where he stood with the Lord. Amen. And we lean on that, that we know that we're going to see him again. And we know we were able to start a ministry ourselves after he died to share with youth groups at different churches. That's right. And just and press upon them that, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. Right. When we saw him, the last time we saw him, we didn't know that that was going to be the last time. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah, he knew he knew where he stood with the Lord. And, and even today, 20 years later, we still have people come up to us and tell us what an impact that he had made on their lives in his short 21 years. And isn't that, I so tell people, just, yeah, you probably say the same thing. Sherry and I, when we get that kind of stuff, is there anything quite like the salve and the comfort that that brings when somebody says that, I don't know that anything brings what brings more comfort other than redemption, you know? Yeah. So thank you for that. Certainly understand it. Thanks for making it count. Jonathan in Hoover, ZZK, Jonathan, go ahead. Hey Rick, I just really, um, listening to you before that happened and after it's God has made you an incredible man. And just listening to your man church and going and attending and it's just incredible. And we, we, we're on the other end of that. We, we had a child who the doctor said was 100% not going to survive. The placenta had torn away from the uterus, and my wife was trying to have a baby, and he said, just abort the child. 
we said no. My wife insisted. Um, my wife actually had men from the church come and pray, and she saw the drywall crack at the top of that ceiling in the hospital and angels around her. And our son survived. He's training to be a commercial pilot. Praise and I God. feel like I feel like I failed to not take it to the extreme you have on the other end of it, on the blessing side of it. And, yeah, uh, and well, I yeah. want to do a better job with that. Well, hopefully you'll train him up to be a powerful man of God because, <laughs> let me tell you, if y'all saw what you saw, and I believe that you did, I, I, I don't think you're exaggerating, then that that, did. That, did. that child survived it, to glorify God. That's the number one reason he, he survived. Is, and he's, he's very strong with his faith, Good. but I just, I, you've taken it to such, to such a level of, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And we, we appreciate all you've done with the man church. That's, that's an powerful, powerful, life-changing thing for so many people. Thank you. And we appreciate your show, bud. Well, it all comes out of Scripture. I mean, to me, if you look at it, I think the things that you see going on, if you really read it, it's what every follower of Christ is supposed to be doing. This is not some like extraordinary step. This is supposed to be basic faith. This is the basics of being a follower of Christ. Be disciples, make disciples. Teach everybody all he commanded. That's the last thing he said before he left. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Tough to get anybody sold on global warming right now. Burn, baby, burn. But it, uh, it's, it's once again, Bubba, from this World Economic Forum. We cannot get enough of it. Boy, they, I tell you, there's some real dandies at this thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rick, here, here is a great idea for saving the planet. Get rid of rice. Rice is now in the crosshairs. (laughs) You know, we only have three point, the estimate is 3.5 billion people in the world that rice is their main supplement, their main food, their same, their main sustenance that they have every day. Every day. 3.5 billion. Mm -hmm. This Nimrod says in order to save the world, goodbye rice. Here we go. In most of Asia, rice is still grown with traditional methods, which requires flooding the fields. And when you flood the fields, you you basically kill the weeds with water, um, which sounds good, except it takes huge amounts of water. They basically decompose underwater, and when they do that, they release methane. And so actually rice production is one of the largest producers of methane, which is, you know, many times more, more toxic in terms of greenhouse gas emissions. I tell you, they they they're staying up late at night Rice. trying to find some way to justify their quote unquote science. Hey, good news! I saved the earth. I'm just starving now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't see that being a positive, and I don't really think the dying of weeds no. via flooding is releasing enough methane that it is going to destroy this planet. No, yeah, uh, like the I don't. Whole, I don't, the I don't whole even world, think it's close. The Earth. I don't. Even, I don't even think the it's, it's remotely in the mix. Has you heard of a swamp or a lake or yeah. I mean the whole it, all of Florida? Hey, <laughs> hey, how about how about the oceans? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot nothing of growing there because of the water. Bubba, bubba, bubba. Now it just keeps getting better. Let them roll, Rick. John, now John Kerry's daughter wants to lecture us that climate change is a health crisis. Oh, same chin. Yeah. Okay, speak. Oh. <laughs> the climate crisis is a health crisis fundamentally. And that actually means it is a crisis, therefore, also of our stability, our security, our economic growth, and our fundamental future as a globe. When we think about it, health is fundamental to everything that we are trying to do. A country like Zambia is now shutting down its schools because of a cholera outbreak that is from increased rainfall. 
in, in malaria is spreading in areas where it's been eradicated or removed in many of these countries. We are losing progress against our sustainable development goals. We have put billions of dollars towards those goals, and we're truly losing progress. We're now about to see the statistics of the deaths that we're seeing by 2050 is more than double what the statistics used to be. This is not a future problem, though. We always talk in future numbers. This is a problem happening here and now today. 2023 was an apocalyptic year in terms of extreme oh. weather events Ooh. and what we've seen happen. Ooh. That is about to get worse. We are on a target now for 2.4 degrees Celsius. They optimistically, if we come out of COP and we hold it, we could stay a little bit lower. But we're really at a, a crisis, and it's going to come down to two things. We have to phase out fossil fuels, because this is a crisis of burning fossil fuels, and we have to mobilize more money, not only to the mitigation, but to the adaptation and the resilience so that we can offset what is happening and protect communities. Uh, key points here wow. from this. If wow. you're listening to this, there is a, an emergency, and their way to solve the emergency is for them to be in control and tax and spend your money. Correct. If you heard what she said. <clears throat> Correct. Now, this is also John Kerry's uh, daughter's attempt to uh, to get his job when he moves on, you know, keep mm-hmm. it in the family. Um, I do find it funny that she's quoting a lot of these malaria and disease things where probably they can't get medicine into them because they won't let them take a truck in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding Give me. Give us yep. rice. Uh, no. Th- this, this is such an overdrawn, uh, ridiculous concept it's just Good i mean it's night. moved beyond something we need to keep an eye on these people have made it the the whole reason they exist on the planet by the way every one of them flew to that meeting not one of them walked i promise you it really is i know when people start saying this early on i was like well is that hyperbole it's not it's a religion yeah, it is. i mean it, it has become that, a cult-like religion and, this, and these these people are bonkers and they really are doing things that impact you and me they're, I mean, they the impact. The, it's it's it, going to affect the way a, we got to push back. Yeah. It's going to be we the gotta, cost of goods. It's yeah. going to be they're going to take more of your tax money to do it. You're going to have less ability to choose uh, what you eat and where you live, and it's going to be crazy. And, and where you go, and yeah, the, you notice the language that they use: apocalyptic crisis. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, they use language like that on purpose because then it gives them the ability, the mandate to control people. They use wartime language. John Kerry has admitted that he loves wartime language. This is a war, and we're fighting in it, and that's how they that that's how they justify these controls. That's how they justify taking the money. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Well, we have a Harvard scientist that's taking issue with some of this, yep. and we'll we'll hear from from them when we get back. He'll be run on a Harvard on the rail. <laughs> I mean, the big boy studio lit up here, and we got it all warmed up. And we're all hanging out, we're chilling, um, and uh, the golden ticket seats are kind of dragging. Uh, we we got we got only got one couple that's uh, so made, their, made their way here. We got another couple looks like showing up outside right now, but uh, it's. Um, we we just don't. Uh, I mean, we, 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 they, they, is it? It's I feel a, so sorry for them. Really? They were outside this whole time. And really? They just didn't open the door. They didn't know. And they just they got their little hands are so cold. Are they so uh, cold? Yes, yeah. They, yes. Did, they didn't know. It says it right there on the door. It does. It but, says it right but, uh, on the door. Wait, they were outside. Outside. But, yeah. Yeah. They were oh, outside. Oh no! But, um, do you? I, think... I got her to sh- stop shaking from or shivering. Yeah. I should say, and mm-hmm. and they're signing in now. Do you think? Like yesterday, you know, when Mac Brunson, that's our Rick and Bubba University podcast this weekend, 
Do you think, you know, I found him over near the mm-hmm. old mobile assault broadcast <laughs> vehicle. Do, do you think that, that sometimes people get turned uh, around? Are there others maybe missing in the parking possibly lot Possibly just wandering around. They yeah. could be froze up in a right. bush out there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, but we're trying to get them in. So, yeah, do catch Rick and Bubba University, the podcast this weekend. Mac Brunson, our guest, his book, God is for You, uh, go, you know, when you're looking at at crises that comes into your life, uh, you know, do you know do you know how to function and what to look for? Uh, and we walk through that with him, and he talks about the the own personal crisis in his own life. Uh, and you can uh, catch that wherever you get podcasts this weekend. If you'd like to go to Egypt and have Mac Brunson as uh, as your host, and let me tell you something, you'll never forget it. They're going to cruise the Nile River, mm. uh, and uh, it's going to be an incredible uh, trip this March. You can find out about that in show notes at rickandbubba.com today. All right, so Bubba, we didn't finish. Uh, so now we 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 have our climate change. Glo- What's the official word now? Because I know they don't like saying global warming. Because well, because it gets like, cold like right now. Well, digger out there, and <laughs> yeah, it like, really like, doesn't fit. Like, yeah, it, I got that. Like there's an Arctic blast, climate disruption again. So now it's climate change, climate change, or climate, climate disruption. disruption. Right. But the key is, and I I think sometimes people misunderstand that the question has already been answered. Does our climate change? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, yes mm-hmm. absolutely. That's not so. We got all that. We have a history of it, and well, long d- before there were factories and yeah. uh, cars and everything else. The debate is What's what role, if any, yeah. and what and at what level does human beings play? Mm-hmm. Do human beings play in this? Human be- human beings play what role in climate change? What impact? Any? Some? A lot? And that's where the debate is, but some of it just gets outrageous, and we're going to have a... Well, it it is still a debate, Rick. That's the point. Now, the ones on the left that are telling you that the world is over if we warm up a degree... Right. Uh, will tell you that everyone agrees. This is settled science. Science. You're anti-science. It is not settled science. You are anti-science... If you are against man-made climate change, I'll it, tell you it that. is an mm-hmm. ongoing all science investigation. Yeah. Every scientist and where agrees. they're masterful is they search the globe for any severe weather outbreaks, uh, an Arctic blast, a hurricane, uh, rain, uh, whatever, and then they blame it on not just normal rain or right. normal severe weather, man-made but they blame it on that we have caused that. Well, see, mm-hmm. you you really hear that pick up when the hurricane season starts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the hurricane seasons are cyclical and have always been. We'll mm-hmm. go years with very little activity, then we'll have a bunch. Yeah. And well, boy, when it cycles around to that, this is, you know, they've immediately got the chart out there to show you how it's gone up over three years. That's right. But yeah. they don't show you how calm it was the six years before that. Well, you know? and also this, have you ever noticed that some or of the, the, how calm it will be the six years after that? <laughs> some of their historic weather stuff, too. You ever hear those those disclaimers on car car ads? Yeah. <laughs> They'll say something like, never before in the history of our planet planet it's about time in 1921 yeah. has it been this hot <laughs> yeah never before have we had an arctic blast of that time back in 1937 yeah. other than this uh so anyway here we go uh and and this is not uh you know I, i'm not wanting to disparage any group this is not some conservative outfit this is not the local trade school deal here this is a harvard scientist okay no offense i went to trade school I know. I know. I yeah, trade yeah, thank yeah. god for but it. what i'm saying is this is a a notable reputable situation where mm-hmm. he's probably under pressure not to come out and say things right. like this. Well, here we go. And uh, this is his name is Dr. William Soon and he's on the Tucker Carlson encounter. Oh wait a minute. Why, it's he's even Asian. Yeah, he is. Which makes him more believable. Absolutely. Because you know he's it makes him more intelligent. Absolutely. Oh, right, <laughs> even the idea that we are not limited and bounded by 
availability of, uh, let's say, gasoline, petroleum, or, or coal. Coal now, they won't allow us to use, right? As you know, in COP meeting in Dubai that just ended a day ago, they just physically declared themselves that we should stop using fossil fuel. Basically, petroleum, natural gas, and even coal. I mean, these people are insane now, really insane. I think they're going to harm more people with their own delusion. Plus, they always remember, these are people who actually don't represent the majority. No. Since when are this put up to what? It's always about this minority, the tyranny of the few, always robbing the whole census, the good census of the good people. This is part of the reason why, as a scientist, I also speak out. Feel, I mean, not afraid of anything except for just telling the truth. And I'm glad to have this opportunity to say such thing in, in your show. So, I mean, if we haven't been told the truth about where hydrocarbons come from, right. and we haven't, I mean, I've never met a single person in my life who said, wait mm -hmm. a second, they're not all fossil fuels, then we keep hearing there's a scientific consensus on climate change. Oh, Every okay. scientist believes the same they thing about it, believes Al Gore and John Kerry. Maybe that's not true either. Oh, that I can tell you, please. Thank you for asking that question, Tucker. I've been working on this subject of CO2 causing climate change or what other factors we can ask that cause climate to change for close to as long as since my postdoctoral year, 1991, right? So it's about 32, 31 years, 32 years. And on this question, I think we have a very definitive answer. What we know now is CO2 ain't gonna cause nothing. It's not gonna change much of the climatic system, which means it won't change the speed of the hurricane, it won't change the how fast or how frequent tornado form, it won't, it, it won't even actually make any difference to the polar bear population. It's all conservation issue, right, on polar bear. It won't even cause how much fish you don't catch or catch, you know. It won't even cause what they call ocean acidification. It won't even cause this problem that they claim. It's all artificial. Everything they do, it's all dream from their model and the tyranny of the few again that those few people just dream up this scary story that it just ain't true. And then when you come down to the most responsible group for this kind of uh, bad stuff, I, I, I was reminded by my colleague, Dr. Ronan Connolly and Michael Connolly, uh, my two co-worker with me on my group, is to say that since, you know, since I work so carefully and I have about more than a hundred scientists last three years alone working with me, so I don't speak on behalf of them, I speak on behalf of myself. My view is that the UNIPCC, United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, is one of the primary problems, which means they have been misleading people. They've been using authority of science, which is not true, right? It's all governmental hackers, basically, right? People like John Kerry. Wow. See, let me tell you when they upset him is when they went after Rice. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> hey. Hey. And that, hey, that, that flipped hey, your you switch. Can leave, you can leave. Hey, hey that, but, uh, that, flipped, that flipped your switch. <laughs> yes. You, you know, and, okay, uh, so that was the end. Hey, yeah. so you yes. have give a, me a microphone yeah. and get me on Tucker, and I mean now. You have a well-respected Harvard scientist right. who's saying it's all made up. Right. And if it yeah. was happening to CO2, it doesn't matter. We have other examples in the solar system. You know, we just talked about this with Uranus not too long ago. <clears throat> the planet. Right. And uh, the fact that, that it was mysteriously, the temperature was changing there. And guess what? They ain't one petroleum nope. 
one barrel of oil being nope. pumped there. It may just be something else in the solar system. There's yeah. so many things. The key. Guys, we're sitting right next to a giant star that's out of control burning. Okay, it's even, y'all forget that. It's even got we call a, it the sun. It's even got a brilliant Asian scientist using the word ain't. Right. Yes. He's furious. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go back to this. Don't miss what he said. It's what Speedy just said. It's what Adler tried to tell you. It's what we've been saying. He said what they're doing, this is nothing but government tyranny disguising itself as science. Yeah, that's that's it. all it is. That's all it is. And, 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 and he's, he's mad about it. And it's going to harm more people than it's going to help. Absolutely yeah. it yeah. is. We already see that. And uh, then we can even see more when we look at the gases on Uranus. Right. That's, that's right. Like right. Bubba said. Like Bubba was talking about. That's why Greg's out today. <laughs> Bubba you know, just gave me a look. Are you, are you trying to be Greg today? Is that <laughs> I'm it? Sorry, I'm sorry. You, you haven't cut Somebody your time. Somebody that you dislike, and you're trying to be Greg. I was just talking about the gases on Uranus. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Yeah. Uh, and But uh, Speedy will sacrifice and hunt the black belt. Uh, he'll ask the question, uh, do I still have it? Am I still willing to go out there and sit? Oh, man. Uh, and uh, I, I think, I don't know where you will be, but I know where we normally hunt. I, th- I saw the high tomorrow, 29 mm. winds. For for us, only about the highest they get, about 10 miles an hour okay. from the north. So that that's mm. uh, about 8 during the, the normal time we you know out there. I'll have to uh, ask a question. Are hand mm-hmm. warmers cheating? No. No, you can do that. What do you mean cheating? Well, you know, you some of the, your purest hunters. No, are like, oh man, no. I get out there yeah. and sit and eat. Uh, <laughs> I, I said sit, sit. I and did eat. say yeah. sit. Is you that can, what he said? Well, you can What's rewind that? it. <laughs> you can rewind it. Look at the audience. Everybody. I, I don't think you called, said that. And that's because they, they wanted. That's what they were thinking. <laughs> this is a family show. They're, they're, this they're, is a show. They're bad. They're bad people. Speedy, I'll say this: if hand warmers are sit, if hand warmers are cheating, so is a coat and boots. Yeah. Well, do. that's a little much. But so, I know I'm, I'm just saying, I didn't know sometimes if you put them in well, your gloves ahead. or whatever, that's is fine. that okay? That's fine. I don't Maybe. have them. I, I think Tommy said them. he needed them, but I, I don't. I need would them. use everything yeah. I had. Yeah. To stay I'm kind of thankful Dad's gone on to heaven, but yeah, go ahead. He says uh, what I'm saying. That's but, why I asked. But the, uh, listen, here's the deal. I hate that, Tommy. You're going to use that. You, uh, you bring in a little you, buddy, too. You're in a cabin tonight, right? Real cold. Oh, yeah. A lot of real windy nights. Hoping more than the fireplace heats that place up. Right. And so, and then you're you're hunting tomorrow, and you're speaking tonight at a fish fry that we we hope by the grace of God they moved indoors. It's actually outdoors, Uh-oh. but it's in one of those enclosed tents with heaters and all that, so we should be fine. We should be fine, okay. Speedy. I would. I have, can't wait. You, you, it's hard to hunt set with a heater speedy. that has <laughs> know. you know burning because of the fumes. You don't want to get them trapped. In Thank there. you, Bubba. But no, I mean, if I, I had a battery-powered heater or yeah. something mm-hmm. that no, I could yeah. run, I'd run that in mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, I think yeah. twice. Well, I just know it. some of the purists. They're like, yeah, don't be using well, nothing. You, you got to be you. There. You can't worry about other people. Yeah, like toasty toes. I you, know Adler does those a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing them right now. Uh, does, what about Bubba's electric vest? Could you borrow Ooh, that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, wearing wearing that under my hunting jacket is number one. Absolutely. I haven't done it before in the field. Hadn't needed to, but toasty. Adler said he's actually going to layer with yoga pants so he's yeah, ready right. that helps i've got several ah, pairs of those yeah. ready to go I heard when you put your gi on underneath the jacket it's right. good too yeah yeah i do that too so anyway so uh speedy i hope y'all have a great weekend yeah and, uh, it's gonna take, be a lot of fun and, and i'm i'm still looking at that forecast tomorrow going to uh 
Do you go? Do, do you I go, go for it? I, do I go? We'll, we'll see. Well, uh, look, Bubba, I, I know you're you're considering. You're actually going to go to the location. It's just you know you're not getting out and hunting much anyway. Oh, uh, I'm, they're, I'm they're enjoying. Calling, they're calling you camp guy. Yeah, I'm enjoying camping now. They so. said you've almost become the cookie. <laughs> you don't even go out. You just you just take care of the camp. Cookie. <laughs> 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 well, you know uh, we're we're limited to you know bucks here in our state, so I'm yeah. I'm waiting for the rut to okay. really kick in because yeah. I don't want to be tempted to no. Uh, Take you've something. You've already taken, taken yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Uh, a big one. Anybody care about the NFL playoffs? There's a bigger one out there. Hey, and they did what I said, and we will get to that. They've already sent me pictures of the bucks that are all running around there. Yeah, we're looking yeah. for. Dude, that's the worst thing that could happen. I, I know, yeah. I know. That, that's hey, be, and they're giants. No, no, no. It's going to be mayonnaise bucks. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I've been mayonnaise here all over the place. Every time, everybody, mayonnaise is running everywhere yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, uh oh, mayonnaise, dear. Wow. Yeah. Then you come and you don't see anything. You don't have to say, mayonnaise moving yesterday. Right. Well, yeah, I wasn't here yesterday. Great. Yeah. Well, I don't have to get anything. I'd like to hear they didn't there, move right? till I got here. I'd love to hear that one. Mayonnaise <laughs> moving all over you. I'd like to hear that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've actually started saying I don't care about getting anything. I just want to be there and just really push that. You, you know? don't mean that, but that's the way to right, be. Right. All right. Go back to this. I don't, have to, I don't have to get anything. Because deer have become so plentiful in our state now, admit this. Does it bother you a little bit? And it's happened to me multiple times. You're out there in tough conditions. You're trying to get a good, mature buck, and your wife will send you a picture of a much bigger deer than you're ever going to see the entire day walking through your backyard. Oh, yeah. That yeah. infuriates Adler. me. Yeah. I, like Adler, I, I, yeah. That, 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 yes. I, that drives me crazy. Sherry will go, look, and I'll go, oh, great, honey. That's a picture of the Harford Elk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's this back in, there by the swing set, yeah. you know, and I'm sitting out in the middle of nowhere freezing. Yeah. Look or, at Ad, this. or in Adler's case, those are his headlights. He's in his car. Adler. Backing up, and he and a 10-pointer staring at each other. Adler. Look at that. Look at that beautiful, perfect. I mean, a lot couldn't be. Brow tines are fantastic. You yes. couldn't have set that picture up any better no, with a light around the no, deer. No. I mean, it makes it look That's angelic. And then he snorts out hot. Did you see the yes, yes. Of course he did. Steve. You want to know what I noticed in this, though, is his nice deck. Yeah. That's a nice one. No, Thanks, he did buddy. a good job. He worked. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he doesn't get enough credit for his handiness. He I really worked doesn't. hard on that. Yeah. You did. Uh, Boss, bossing around people that knew what, actually what they were doing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody care about the NFL playoffs this weekend? Uh, I do. Yes, it's a getting fun time. we got some good matchups, too. Mm, now uh, that Dallas is out, I'm not as... But mm-hmm. uh, well, being a Vikings fan, I you didn't have to worry about it right. you know, a long yeah. time yeah. ago. Yeah. The, the key, Bills game is good the key well. is who's hot right now. You got the Ravens that just seem. I, I'm not. I haven't seen any of it, but I'm talking to NFL fans. Talked to one yesterday. The Ravens seem they've been good all year, so they seem to be the most daunting. Texans are hot. Though. The Texans are are hot. The so pa- is the Packers. The Packers are hot right now. The Buccaneers are hot right now. The Lions have been good all year. The Chiefs have been hit or miss, but still had a good season. And of course, the Bills are good. Yeah, they've, they've turned but, it on. But but anyway, I I don't know that this is these are pretty good matchups this this weekend. Um, yeah, you got Texans, Ravens, and Packers, 49ers on Saturday, and then Sunday you'll have the Buccaneers and Lions at two. And at 5.30, which may be the marquee game of them all, the mm. Chiefs and the Bills, and they will be playing in Buffalo where it is extremely cold and yeah, snowy. And, and the Texans and Ravens, that's in Baltimore. They're, they're open, too. Well, you know, and, the, and that one reporter's worried about the Buccaneers having <laughs> right. to go play in Detroit. Right. Uh, right. Where that, the players will get cold for 20 what? seconds walking into what the What a loon. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know something, and I, and I don't want to mojo the pack, 
because that's my childhood team. Oh wow! And and I know this, but there, there's a guy that that now works with with Sean, the trainer. He's he's now a guy that comes and trains something now, and he's a big Lions fan. Oh, and, and he'll he'll trash talk me a little bit about the pack. Uh, and 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 I'm not as into it as I think he wants me to be, so I'm, I try to engage a little bit. Uh-huh. But I, you know, he said something yesterday I hadn't thought about. If somehow the pack and they probably won't, and the Lions were to win, two of the oldest franchises in NFL uh, in, in NFL history, if they were to play each other for the NFC cha- NFC Championship, that'd be, that'd be that would be one. big. Huh? That, that'd, be, that'd be a big game. One, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I tell you, there there's been. Really good coaches in NFL, mm-hmm. and there's been some very storied franchises, mm-hmm. and they've been some, you know, big monumental moments. But I'm gonna tell you, the guy that turned the lines around that, that to me mm-hmm. has to be one of the most incredible coaching jobs in history at any level, because mm-hmm. they have been bad a long time. Mm-hmm. I just have a sense, and I could be way off that this is the, this is the weekend the Texans come apart, and yeah. that they get beat bad. Be tough. Well, home teams reality checking. Home teams mm-hmm. have a big advantage in the playoffs, right. and they got that home by yeah. being yeah. having a better record. So, well, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what to think about. I don't know enough about who's who, but I, I just there's just a sense on that one. I just hope Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team wins. Do you? <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. You're and talking so on does, behalf of Aaron. So does the NFL, by the way. So oh, does the yeah. NFL. Well, you're right about that. All right, so speaking of the NFL, the playoffs are this weekend. Uh, those, will, those will set up the AFC and NFC championship games after these are done, and then we'll know, and then whoever wins those obviously go on to the Super Bowl. But uh, the, the, the Patriots, you know, when Belichick, you know, we've had a couple of legends this year, um, one retire, one let go. I guess that's what did Belichick retire? Was he fired? parted ways? Parted ways. Parted, yeah. parted ways. Okay. That means you get to quit before we fire you. So a <laughs> lot of people have have made uh, oh, yeah. much of what the new is it is it Gerard Mayo or Jared Mayo? Gerard. I'm not sure. I just heard uh, Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Uh, you, Gerard, any of y'all know sure. Gerard? Looking around. Hunter Bussey, this is your area? No? No, you don't know this? No. All right, so uh, Gerard Mayo has been named the first black head coach in Patriots history. Again, here we are in 2024. Can he not just be the next coach? But he wants us to know that uh, that he, he does see color, uh, and he, he does not see a colorless society. Now, this is kind of confusing for some of us because in the civil rights movement, the goal – uh, from Dr. Luther King, uh, Martin Luther Martin King Jr. King Jr. His goal was for us to live in a society where everybody was judged on their character, not their color. Got that? Let's all just not see color. Now that has kind of come back, mm-hmm. and it is no. If you don't see color, then you are racist. Correct. So, so I, it's kind of confusing. You know, you almost get handed the playbook, and you're trying to figure out which way to go. Uh, but but here here he is in his own words, kind of, and uh, I don't know if he was asked a question about this. I guess he was, but um, but here he goes. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. And whatever whatever happens, black, white, disabled person. I've always even someone with disabilities. I always uh, you know for the most part, people are like you know don't you know when they're young, they they kind of make the spot hot. Younger people know what that means. But what I would say is, like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. So it doesn't matter, but it does matter. Mm. 
Um, so it does wow. and doesn't matter at the same time. Now, what is making the spot hot? What is all well, that? Well, I, I think what he, what he means, you, you, you bring something up that might make it intense because mm-hmm. now people have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, I do understand what he's saying. I do. I'm just trying to follow, you know, because really when he says that, what that means, now I like, I, I, and I think he would say this, he would go on to say it doesn't matter to me what color you are, and he kind of tried to say that, which I, I agree with that. But and I also do agree to a degree where he's saying, "Come on, we do see color, because it's obvious." I mean, there's nothing wrong with seeing color. I I, I agree with that too, unless it, the color means something to you, positive or negative. But but I do hear that. So when his team runs on the field, he is saying, "Here are my white players. Here's my black players. Here's my brown players," as opposed to "Here's my players." Um. May what, not may where, not mean anything. It may not matter. But I mean, it, that, that that isn't that what he's saying? Where did he coach know. prior? He was there with that them, was he? Mm-hmm. So he's been in the organization. Right. And what um, did he coach? Do you know? Uh, I think it was I'm not familiar with. Huh? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe he's a former player too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but um, let's see here. He, he uh, they uh, let's see. He was. I mean, I'm just not familiar with it. It doesn't mean anything. I don't follow yeah, the Yeah, he was a linebacker's circle, so. coach from 19 to 23. Uh, he played um, – he went to Tennessee – played at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I'm just seeing where he, if he played well, in the well, NFL. Well, let me, let me go down this line more, too. So he played with him. Is, he, is he saying to me – so in, in, in professional football, he says we have a racist problem. So is that him telling me if I'm a white player – Somehow, white players have an advantage, and he's going to correct that. I, I, because I, I, don't, I don't see. A, I mean, there's certainly places racism still exists, but is do I see a problem of of black NFL players having a hard time getting their shot? Um, well, I, I don't I, think you could if you just look right. at the numbers. I, I don't think right. that, that could be the case. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm just. So. I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out: is he trying to address racism in the society? Not not the NFL is he? I mean, uh, surely not. I, I'm not. Yeah, don't know the cru- the question. Is this um, the? I don't know. Yeah, we didn't hear the question. So but, it's kind yeah. of hard well, to I'm with you though. You said it in the break. It is interesting if you look at the Patriots. Uh, you know, if you're looking for Caucasian players, they do seem to put a lot of them on the field. Yeah, historically, the last <laughs> ten years, <laughs> they, right, they we've always joked about yeah. the little white receiver. Right. Yeah, but if I was, they have any hope in the NFL, they go to the Patriots. Yeah, right? yeah, and he was a player uh, from 08 to 15, okay. uh, and then went to linebackers coach, and so he's been with them, uh, played with them, and coached. Uh, you know, I was talking to my boys about this because they brought it up to me. I actually was talking to JC on the phone, and he said, "Did you hear what Coach Mayo said?" and I mean, that's one of the first things he said uh, day before yesterday, I guess, and um, and or it was yesterday. He and I said, yeah, you know, when we were raised, when we were when we were growing up, that's the one thing my parents tried to instill with me, and I tried to with them is you don't look at somebody's character, who, who they are, how they treat people, and you know, hang out with them, be friends with them, but judge their character. I couldn't care less what their skin color is. And they had friends of all skin color because they, they looked at their character. But then it, it shifted uh, around the time President Obama was, was in office. And then color was the only thing that mattered. And then since then, it's just gone downhill. I don't understand how that changed and when it did, but I think it was around that time where color was the number one thing and character wasn't. Well, I would, I would tell all of us, though, to go research this, and I'm trying to do it now. Because be careful, though, on social media. A lot of people are taking this statement and then they're labeling what they say he's saying 
research what he's saying on your own. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful of that. Like I saw somebody said, so he's saying he don't want any white players. He's no, not saying no. that. That's not a fair no. statement. He's not saying that at all. I guess that's the message to all the white players. It really isn't. He isn't saying that. Now, if you want to talk about what Speedy's talking about and say, well, I thought our narrative our narrative seems to be changing mm-hmm. uh, on color. That's fine, but I don't I don't think this means he's not going to let players play for him unless they're black people that are saying that i don't think that's fair and so he said you got to see color to know racism yeah and he's right about that and and as far as just but, a yeah. logical standpoint right. we really don't know what the question was we don't yeah. know if he's talking about the nfl he's obviously not talking about the players is right. he talking about the front offices is he talking about ownership is he talking about society as a whole what's he talking yeah. about Without knowing the question, yeah. it's kind of hard to tell yeah, yeah. if the answer what context. What what struck me as odd was at the end of that sentence, he goes, it's a problem we all have, saying everybody has a racism problem. I don't agree with that. Uh, also, like Bubba, to Bubba's point, when you look up the the makeup of the NFL, it doesn't seem to be a very racist place. Um, and third, this really to me seems like the problem of racism. Racism has a supply and demand problem issue there's more demand for racism than there actually is racism exists yes but not everything not every problem not every issue is about race and so and we tend to make it about race when it really even shouldn't be at all right mm-hmm. we're, we're, yeah you're right and we don't have it i think the supply and demand analogies really just sums it up there's nothing to add to that are there still racist people yeah but not as many as there once were and there seems to be more demand for them than they're actually there Mm-hmm. And then so we try to make things about race to Adler's point that I'm not even sure why we're talking about race. Yeah, exactly. and even, yeah. even though football, even mm-hmm. though we haven't, you know, fully done away with that or perfected it, which you never will. Instead of always amplifying on that, we ought to take a little time and celebrate where we have got. Yeah, and, and the gains we have made. Well, and it just I think what it is, it would have been a. And he has it's his platform. He needs to do what he feels convicted to say. So that's not my place to say, but. It would have been great to hear him go. You know what? I'm a football coach, and if I win ball games, they're going to let me stay. Yeah. If I and if I don't win championships, they're going to get rid of me. It doesn't matter what color I am or the players are. Yeah, that would have been great. That's a fact. Uh, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Weekend. So Jerry Seinfeld on this same topic. It, this is not a new uh, clip, but just the contrast to what we just heard from the new coach at the Patriots. You know, it's this obsessive stuff we're talking about about race and everything's about race and we're we're and, and sometimes it all, it's almost like we're going we're almost doing our own version of reducing people to being nothing but a color. And Michael Jackson may have said it best. I'm not going to live my life being a color. Uh, but anyway, um, I wish Michael had had wisdom in other areas. But, but the uh, but anyway, so here's Jerry Seinfeld. There's a reporter who's trying to guilt him. By making the claim that when he does projects, he hires too many white people. Uh, so here, here's here's Jerry Seinfeld taking on this ridiculous accusation. I have noticed that most of the guests are mostly white males of 22 episodes. Yeah, that you've let's had. get into that. No, I, <laughs> but but you, you take a look over here, Peter. What do you see? A lot of a lot of whiteies. What's going on here? Oh, this really pisses me off. But go well, ahead. No, no, I, I, really pisses me off. People think it's it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to <laughs> represent the the actual pie chart of, of of America. Who cares? It's just funny, you know. Funny is is the is the world that I live in. You're funny. I'm interested. You're not funny. I'm not interested. 
Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating, is this the exact right mix? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's, uh, to me, it's anti-comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this. Um, it, it's funny he said that. Um, I had an interesting conversation uh, with a pastor. Uh, well, he was an associate pastor, and um, but um, uh, when I spoke, it, well, maybe I shouldn't say. Well, I, I spoke somewhere recently, mm -hmm. and and it just so happens that that he's black, and he walked up to me after the mainly white mm -hmm. audience of men had come to hear me speak, and he said, "Do you ever?" get to talk to black men. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, from time to time, he goes, no, no. Have you ever been invited to come and speak at what we would say would be a black church? And I said, no, I haven't. He goes, really? And I said, yeah, I said, I'd love to. I said, every time, like say Brooklyn, New York, when I get an opportunity to speak to an audience that's about 50, 50, or maybe I get to do stuff with FCA where I'm in front of, you know, teams like we just talked about in sports that are mostly black. I said, the response to the message is always good. He goes, well, why, why are you not getting invited to come do this men's thing? And, and, and what I hate to use these terms, but these are terms people use a dominantly black church. I said, I don't have the answer for that. I'm not withholding it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. I would love to. He goes, well, our men need to hear this. I said, I agree. All men need to hear this. And he said, but why, why are you not getting these invitations? I said, brother, I don't know the answer to that. That, that maybe you can go find out, but I sure would love to. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not because I'm not willing. So some of this stuff we do, it, it's, um, you know, it, we, we always act like it goes one way. Something like he's talking about. Sometimes people just go where they want to go. Sometimes people just do what they want to do. There's not some agenda, you know, behind it. And, um, it's and, 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 and like he said, I, I, we just told people to come. I, I can't control who comes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, so what? I mean, we got to sit here and do some sort of, well, there's not enough of this. Not Is that what we really reduced human beings to now? It could be, I hate to break this, it could be that there's styles, that there's preferences, that there's, I'm not talking about equality. I'm just talking about. Some things draw an audience of, of ethnicity and other things draw an audience of uh, a little more of this ethnicity. I, I hate to break it to everybody. We're all very unique creations, and sometimes our cultures are equal, but they're not the same. Just like men and women are not the same. They're equal, but they're not the same. And I don't know why we make such a big deal out of it. What are we trying to do? So there, there's some things that just because I might be a white man that you can tell me all day long I should be interested in, but I just I'm just not. Not because I degrade it. I'm just not interested in it. And I'm sure it's the same way with all ethnicity. Well, we all you know? group ourselves right. in groups for different reasons, right. geographically, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, interest-wise, sports right. teams-wise, mm -hmm. uh, economically sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, you just people tend to gravitate to to different groups that mm -hmm. that they have shared things in. Well, if you go into because there's always this thing we talked about the church, this obsession with I don't know why, I don't know why we segregate ourselves on worship. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes people aren't made to segregate themselves; they just do on preference. Yeah, nobody's being made to. And you, when you, you go don't to, want to be made you, to be segregated, you don't want to be made to have to sit together either. If you just let people do what they want to do, have right. freedom to do it. And then when you go to a church that you go, well, look at here, this is a little more diverse. 
get talk to everybody. You'll find that their skin colors may vary, but they all have a lot in common. Yeah. Where they live, what they do for a living, their neighborhoods are actually quite similar. Right. You see, so it's not it's not even it's not even that. It, it, it's it, there, there's so many factors, but let me tell you what you can't do, and I don't want to. We will absolutely make you all be together, and we want fifty percent of this, or fifty percent of that, or we want twenty percent of this. Everybody, I want my pie chart like Seinfeld said out. I don't know who these people are. You're all just a bunch of colors to me, but I want my pie chart to look good. <laughs> my goal, by the way, and I've said this, and I say this all the way around. My goal is not to be diverse. My goal is to be right. My goal is to for, to, for truth. And if truth draws you to something, praise God. If it doesn't, then that's on you. But but my goal is not diversity. My my goal is actually excellent, true, pure, wonderful. If somebody says, well, you know, you're going to have to put some people on the team in order to be diverse, but uh, but they're going to burn you. No. My goal is not diversity. My goal is for everybody being on the same page. Well, I now, think should, you, should if, that also breed diversity? Of course yeah, it should. Yeah. But But diversity can't be the goal. The goal needs to be excellence, excellence and truth. First, yeah. And then you'll find diversity there because all people of every ethnicity can be excellent and everybody can be redeemed. Praise God for that. Amen. Absolutely. So uh, so we, it's like we just have our end goal wrong. And um, so anyway. Yeah, like with Seinfeld, the goal is to be funny. That's it. This, we're, we're, That's this, it. Is, this is about being funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the Patriots, I almost wish you would have said – this is about football. This is about winning football games. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. That, that well, yeah. and you have had coaches say that. Yeah. Todd Bowles for the for Tampa Bay yeah. has been He's, very outspoken no, you're right. about that. Rick, why are you here to speak so that men will hear the word of God and repent of their sins? So what do you do? You, what do you think the audience will be? I have no idea. That's just what I'm here to say. Right. Any man who wants to come, come. I wish they all would. Yeah. But I can't make them. Everybody. Everybody. Basement Joe, everybody. Basement Joe. So uh, we have the president. Uh, God love him, uh, and hopefully, some he's got a sponsor with him somewhere today. Uh, you know, and that's all something that we look at. And we go, oh, you know, God love him. Except the fact when it dawns on you, he's supposed to be running the free world. <laughs> that's when it. Uh, that's when it kind of keeps you up at night a little bit. No Appar- challenges out there either. No. Uh, uh, apparently, he is. Uh, his memory is going to malfunction again, sadly, and we've all seen this with loved ones. Of course, they weren't running the free world, but um, this Rick, is his decline oh, from what we'll see today. Bubba, bubba. From back when he was a candidate, okay, yeah, yeah. is incredible. Go back and look at some of that video versus what you're seeing today, yes. and you realize how far down he's gone. I can't imagine where he will be two, three years from now. Yeah. Well. He he recognizes Representative Deborah Ross. He then will act like he doesn't know where she is, mm. and he's going to talk about it. he just had his picture making make, taken with her, and then he says, "I don't think she is here," even though he just had his picture made with her, and she actually was there. So this is uh, this is not oh, good. No. I, I, I'm just going to put this under the the heading. Not good. Yes, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine that what the Chikoms and the Ruskies are thinking when they see this. We, no, look, no. We're, we're all getting older. They all go time to do something. You know, some things you look for, it's getting away from you. I would li- I'm not a doctor, but I would say if you just had your picture made with someone and only a few seconds later you have forgotten they were there and have come to the conclusion they're not even there when you were just 
had their right. picture made with them. I don't think that's good. That's not the <laughs> sh- that's not the same as can't remember what we did on the show earlier no, today. No, that's totally no, different. No, that's much different. Because let's face it, that was two or three hours. That's totally different. That was two or three hours ago. <laughs> right. All right. So here, here, here we go. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? The shoe, I just had my p- picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. She's I'm, not there at all. Well, he, know, okay, okay I so I thought, I I thought he had an out with a funny line. I did, too. I thought, well, we've, we've misunderstood uh, the clip. Too. And then it, w- it was even worse where he said she's never I was, was just about to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I was mistaken. Yeah. And now what he's saying is this thing I just said I have my picture made with her I don't think really happened because I just remembered she's not here at all. Quit thinking out loud, Rick. Rick I mean, if you get used to lying, it's just it just comes it just bubbles. Okay, out I had you, all know? this wrong. So in other words, he he looks for her and says I just had my picture made with her. I guess she left uh, if she had her picture made with. Oh, good line. Oh, good what? line. Right there, he's okay. Yeah, good line. And then he says, Oh, wait a minute, she's not here at all and couldn't be here because she's in Washington. Is he confused where he is and what event he took a picture with her? At? That could be it. Oh, I don't know if she's there or not. I still let's don't try know. it again. I <laughs> Time to head back sure. to Connecticut. Let's see if we forgot if she's actually there. Okay, let's let's be twelve shots. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district. And- oh, wow. Hmm. Okay, here's what Is I'm thinking. There no. okay, hey, that, you ready that, for this? That's he the leader. Know. I'm that's the leader it. of the free world. I go ahead and call in the committee to take over Taiwan. You know right, what here, I mean? Yes. Here, here it is. I'm going to try. Good night. I'm, I'm going to try it. He took a picture with her earlier before the event. They met and he took a picture, but she couldn't stay for the actual event. She had to leave. Here's the only problem with that. He then goes on to say she's in Washington. Well, maybe she flew there. How quick? He I, said pretty, pretty quiet, pretty fast. He said she wasn't here. I'm trying. He he said she wasn't here, that she's in Washington. Right, but for the event. But maybe earlier she was. I don't no, know. No, he, he said, he lied. He said I, I was wrong. I lied. He, says to he himself, said I lied? Yeah, let's try it again. Okay. Listen, listen I'm so that, confused. Listen to that part where he acknowledges he said, I don't have this true. right. Yeah. He said that's this not is true. why I don't watch stuff like this. I know. I also want to mention Congressman Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding aside. Anyway, you, you can, oh, Listen. she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. That's and not true. She has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district. Mm. They're going to Washington. He said something about Washington. Oh, right oh, there. Sorry, Listen, sorry, Listen sorry, to Washington. Sorry. The Washington's she's, key. She's been in Washington. That's right. That's sorry. right, yeah. She's been or she went? And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Right now. Oh, she right watched now. it right now. Maybe she caught a flight. So okay, Speedy, there. I appreciate you. That's very mm-hmm. gracious of you. She By caught the way, a flight right before the event. The president has gotten so bad, we don't even comment on the slurring anymore. No. We don't even, com- we don't even comment on it. No. We, we just let that go now. Well, he's got we, don't, co- we don't even comment on that He's anymore. got cold mouth 24-7. We're, we've dumped you know? him down so much now. If he can just get where he is right, we don't even care if he slurs it. Right. We don't even care anymore. <laughs> we just would like for him to be somewhat right. <laughs> At this same uh, event, he had this to say about how he's, uh, how he's treated people in the country. Oh. I promise to be a president for all America, 
whether you voted for me or not. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do anything for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm good. L- hey, just let up. Like, <laughs> Thank like, you. Have you like, ever like we told your vice president twice this week? Stop bringing it. Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all yeah. remember yeah. this speech? Bring him right here when he went. Just oh yes, yeah. Just fire and brimstone yeah. against every person, fifty percent of the country. Mm-hmm. What is he yeah. talking about? I don't know. He, he talks like that was a, just a picture. Yeah, that was okay. just a picture. Just, oh, but have you ever shown up at like a party and somebody <laughs> come up to you and goes, "Hey man, how you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, you've been, oh, you've been drinking." <laughs> sure, yes. Yes. that's what he sounds like. Yes. But we don't even yeah. we don't even stop there anymore. Yeah. We're letting the slurring go. Right. I'm glad you made it. Uh, you don't realize what? how if, if far. If he'll slur something remotely correct, we'll ignore the slur. <laughs> right. Do you know how far we've come from making fun of Dan Quayle, oh. who misspelled potato? Oh, yes. Our President Bush senior, who didn't know what a uh, scanner was at the mm-hmm. checkout line. <laughs> and, I mean, we get this every day. Every day. Every day. I mean, he can, do, he can get up right now and go, I said, I can't be I just sent a pogo stick. And, mm-hmm. I, and we won't even, we'll go, please, right. somebody, did, was he on a pogo stick? Mm-hmm. I think I saw him. Okay, give him a pass. Right. And you, you realize you know, what? I we mean, count a major victory now mm-hmm. if he can get off stage that's yeah. it if I he mean, we're so excited we're cheering him we on do it? and we're gonna run him again yeah i mean we're hoping he gets off stage like you hope kansas city's gonna have a two-minute drive that's, <laughs> you know I mean, come on we're pulling it's for like you. his mouth has to start going like he's got to pop the clutch mm-hmm. you know to really get it cranked if, about yeah. word three in yeah. a sentence he, he finds he's he warming up going. a little bit yeah. i'll go back to this in speed issues your world if i was his handler people would say what is he talking about i say i have no idea all i've thought about is he's is he gonna get off the stage yeah. That's all I've thought about. Oh, yeah. I can't even hear what he's saying. It's like oh, the search think for, yeah. It's like the search for Noah's Ark to get off stage. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he can't find the stairs. The closed caption goes, I don't know. And so. I would say this, you know, he slurred and made no sense and couldn't remember where people were, but he got off the stage. That's right. And like, Big day. That's a win. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so a couple of things that we have not covered today, uh, and and one of them uh, you were telling me about <coughs> Southerners when it comes to to uh, winter weather, and we've talked about that a lot. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you what uh, this one is um, is some footage for snow in Sweet Home Alabama, and and, and it has um, a Jeep uh, doing some pulling <laughs> and an 18 wheeler and stuck in ice. Yeah, let's just. Uh, it's this. got Coleman, Alabama in it. It's got it all. Uh, yeah. So, so, so let's uh, let's have a look at at, at this uh, video. All right, so an eighteen wheeler is stuck. Is that right? That's yes. what we have here. And they're trying to pull them out with a four wheel drive truck, and it's being pulled by a jeep. So uh, right. jeep's pulling the truck. Pulling they the actually get it out. Look at this. So the jeep is pulling the truck. Who's pulling the eighteen wheeler? Yeah. yeah. That's how you get it. Done. See, that's Bama right there. Yes. I mean, that's, if it, that's a pretty good Jeep commercial. Yeah. It's a very good Jeep commercial. <laughs> it looks wow. like it's pulling all of it. They said they tried a Tesla, but it didn't work. <laughs> no. See, they, and they, that's they, a they couldn't dually. get it to charge. It's yeah. pulling a dually. I can't tell what yeah. type that is, if it's Chevrolet or whatever, but mm. it. Uh, you saw it fishtailing. It, yeah. It's just totally on ice. So they're trying to get it to a spot yeah. that it can pull the 18 wheeler. You know, I, there was an 18-wheeler that jackknifed uh, up north of uh, in the Morris Coleman area back on, what day was it at Isabad? Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday. yes, um, yes. And I saw some comments online, people saying uh, basically that 18-wheelers don't need to be on the road. If you go and actually look at the, at the science behind this, 18-wheelers have better grip in snow than a car does. Mm-hmm. They got more wheels, guys. They got more contact and Here's over that a, footage. over a bigger space. So they're safer than we are out there. Look, Bubba, look at it. Slip. You look. are intelligent. 
Look at it. Now, go. if all 18 are on ice, it does you. Oh, no I was good. about to say, ice, you can have a thousand well, wheels if they're all on ice, right? How about, I mean, how about when they get out of control and just start going back and I forth? Don't, I can't wild? imagine. There's Isn't no. Have you ever Look been? I can't imagine what it's like to be in a rig no. because of the trailer, obviously. But I've been out of control in just yeah. the basic oh, car, and yes. it's the most awful but feeling. You're just like, what? Why did they go back? Do they overcompensate? I think so. And the yeah. tail whips them back the other yeah, way. I think so. Do you ever find yourself you can never remember whether it's turn into the turn, and you try to do it in your mind what you've been taught, but why it's happening you can't remember it. Mm. You know, you just start well, doing. If you're all on ice, it don't matter what you do. No, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. I slid sideways down the hill at during snowmageddon. My forerunner just sideways, not even facing the wheel direction. Just How'd that feel? Pretty helpless. Helpless. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've we've got a little experience pulling people out, and that can go south. Okay. So really, so we're gonna go there again. Right. Right. Well, well, thirty years, Bubba. Thirty years. That was bad. If those we really, our heart was in the right place. Uh, Unfortunately, the ice was in the wrong place. And, our uh, wheels were in the wrong place. Our heart <laughs> was in the right place. And I thought, I mean, it's like we had it too. And then all of a sudden, well, that, it went that's bad. the cruel part is that, that <laughs> it looked like we were good. And I can still see the the falling oh. to the right. We were pulling it our was, boss's car out of the it snow was so bad, and uh, we had to go up a hill so bad. And we're going up the hill. I'm in my four wheel drive uh, Jeep Cherokee, Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. and and it's it's all going good. And then all of a sudden, we're almost to the top of the hill, and it's not going good anymore. Mm-hmm. And I we seem to be sliding back down the hill at a rapid speed. And we pass the car we're pulling, yeah, with and, a rope still tied to and it, you can and almost, that's bad. I know they know what's coming yeah, too, yeah. And, and there's nothing any of us can do about it. It seems impossible, <clears throat> but in, in, but in my mind, it's almost like as we went past the car that was our boss that decided whether we had a job or not, and he could be a, a bit of an angry person if mm-hmm. if things didn't go well. Yes, and and and, <clears throat> and as we went past him, there was just that moment where we locked eyes for yeah. just a minute as we slid past him and the realization that he's connected to us like a yeah. skier on a Boy, ski you boat. wish you had an automatic yeah, release right. at that yeah. point. To, yeah. yeah, and and it's starting. we're all yeah. starting to think about the laws of physics and the yeah. fact that we're about to sling him about as hard as we can into, unfortunately, another automobile that yeah. was in yeah. a ditch. It was bad. That, it, that was a very vivid moment uh, I in still the see history it. of this year. I yeah. still see yeah, it. It still makes me a little nervous. I think, you know, even my counselor said it's okay to remember it now. <laughs> right. But right. but the... Uh, well, talking and, about it sometimes the best thing. And he was he was not a, a heavy individual. He's, he was a bit frail. And, man, it just rattled his... But, Rick, our heart was in the right place. We were trying to get just, him out. He was yeah. he was stuck in an embankment. And right. for, a, for a minute... We had and, and about 50 yards, we were doing pretty good. And you know, Bubba, the lesson on life there is so good. Yeah. Within, what, 15 seconds? Everything changes. We went yeah. 15 seconds. From hero to zero. From hero to zero. <laughs> we were the most beloved people he had ever hired <laughs> to, I will fire you two before, as, as soon as as soon as the jaws of life get me out of this car. Yes. I'm going to oh, fire. All, y'all, y'all are so, I remember us just sitting there going, well, this was a good run. I mean, y'all realize, y'all well, don't you understand. you can't believe how, what's just happened. How many years was it? Because the 30 years would have never even got out of the gate. No, I no, mean, this it, was what the were first we, two or three. Were we one, yeah. year one, year two? Somewhere in there. It was, it, I mean, this thing was almost over quick. Hey, it's Rick and Bubba. You made it to the weekend. Enjoy it. Monday, a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Rick, we'll be back, Lord willing. We'll get you up to date with everything that happened over the weekend. we got a lot of big football games in the NFL. We'll get you up to date on the weather. Are we going to stay in the deep freeze or warm up a little bit? All Monday on a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, 
Go to rickandbubba.com, spell out Amy. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.